Nikki Andrews sick, not doing well. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, I've just seen a couple of uh, you know a couple of prayers up for Mickey. I re- I just reached out to some folks in Tallahassee to to try and see if we can get an update. Uh, you know, I mean, he's obviously a little older uh, guy, so not not maybe not super surprising. Uh, but yeah, I just heard he was in the hospital. Heard he wasn't doing real real well, but nothing really outside of that. So I don't want to spread any rumors. I'm I'm literally just seeing that. I haven't confirmed that anywhere. I would hope that'd be something that you know people wouldn't just make up. Uh, but either way, send, sending prayers up to Mickey, even if he's home and resting well and watching watching the morning news, we'll we'll send a prayer up to Mickey. Obviously, FSU legendary defensive coordinator uh, during the dynasty run. During that run of the '90s, you could argue he was the premier, or you could say one of them, but premier defensive coordinators in the game of college football. He was that good. And he, TJ, now let's, let's also admit he had some ridiculous talent to work with, too. Yeah. No, but, you know, it, what was so great is, like, you know, and coordinators just don't do this anymore. I mean, I think the most recent run that you can maybe remember is, is Dabo's guys sticking it out pretty pretty long. I mean, they're all gone now. But coordinators just don't stick around like that anymore, right? There's right. no loyalty. And I don't want to say there's no loyalty. That's just not the game we play in anymore, right? Like, guys want to advance their careers and – I think it, it models our society, right? Like people don't work at a corporate job for 40 years and then retire. They work for two or three years and then try and advance their career up the, up the corporate ladder. So I'm not blaming coaches. I just think that's a model of, of the way that the world works now. But he was really the last of a, of a dying breed back then because he could have left so many times to, to take another job or to be a head coach or, or, or to really, you know, advance his career. But there was a different kind of loyalty back in the day. So yeah, and so FSU fans absolutely love him for that, right? You know, uh, you know, he's still a guy that, you know, you saw around the program even last year. So, yeah, I mean, just completely dominant. Again, ridiculous talent. But, I mean, he was working to get that talent in there and develop that talent and, and a really special guy to watch for sure. T.J. Pittenger with us every Thursday right here in this slot. Any news? It's kind of quiet. Was there any signing day news for Florida State? Florida State took a linebacker, Dylan Brown Turner. Uh, he's a three-star kid out of Texas. Wasn't super highly sought after. You know, didn't have like an incredible offer list or, or anything crazy. Uh, you know, he's not a kid that's going to come in and make an immediate impact. Um, you know, and to be frank, he, he may never make an impact. But uh, you know, chip on his shoulder kind of kid. Mike's actually got a pretty good hit rate with lower-rated kids. He's Batting about 50% or, you know, batting about 500. Don't, don't let uh, the baseball purists get, you know, mad at me for saying 50%. But he's batting about 500 there. And so we'll see. I think they like him for culture. They like what he can maybe do um, in a year or two and see if they can develop him and uh, go from there. But, yeah, not a guy that, you know, not a guy the fan base is super jacked up about or anything real crazy, kind of a last-minute take. They have the scholarship available and – they kind of like their odds of, of being able to find a diamond in the rough, which, again, Mike's done a pretty good job of that. If, you can, if you're lower-rated guys, you're guys that aren't really sought after, you can go about 50%. You need to, you need to continue to turn the, the depth and the roster over. So we'll see. And I think in the era of the transfer portal, if he was to be here a year or two and it became pretty evident that he wasn't going to really produce, I think they'd probably try and help him find a new home where he could go and get on the field and play. And so – 
kind of a, a high high reward, low risk take. But other than that, no, no real news. I mean, guys are you know off season workouts and different things going on, but nothing real crazy going on at FSU right now. It's it's a slow time for the first time since I don't know this time last year probably. Does it make you sad at all that? It used to be such a wonderful build-up to the first Wednesday in February, and you would have all those huge January visits. Probably no team through that stretch of the 90s and maybe early, early 2000s, and then the lost decade hit for Florida State. But finish better than Florida State on that day, waiting on players, getting them – high hitting percentage, batting percentage, and that's all gone now. Yeah, it makes me sad because December is, you know, basically hell on wheels with how it all gets crammed into December now with, yeah. you know, you know, bowl stuff, draft stuff, uh, the transfer portal, and then signing day in December. So that's why it makes me sad. You know, essentially it just backs it way, way up. I'll tell you what it really does is it um, – you know, it certainly takes a lot of the steam and the hype out of February. You know, I didn't even care yesterday that it was signing day. Like, it didn't matter. Florida State wasn't doing anything. That Dylan Brown-Turner kid, like, he flipped on, on Tuesday. So, it didn't, you know, it's not or on Monday, I'm sorry. So, it didn't really even, you know, he signed yesterday, but no big deal. And I'll tell you what it really does. It keeps um, – it, it, it really keeps the, the results of your season from mattering. Right, we talked. You know, people said, "Oh, Florida State ten wins." Well, why didn't they recruit better this year? Well, kids have already made their decisions up by the time that December signing class is coming around. So, if you had two months to preach that, and you could really preach that through December and January and start to get guys back on campus because signing day was in February, you might have seen them climb five or six spots up into the high teens or maybe flirt with that top ten. But you know. There's just not enough time. And so I think you're seeing the results of that 10-win season take effect now in the 2024 class where they have a top-five class. But um, that's, I think that's the biggest detriment. I'll say it does reward coaches that make it through the year because your classes you know, in December are terrible if you're taking over a new team because you just don't have enough time between getting hired and uh, taking over your new team to matter. But, yeah, I mean, February signing day used to just be a ton of fun and they're just it's just kind of irrelevant now. I've heard this proposed, Bill, and I'd love this to happen. I'd say move early signing day to, like, August. A lot of these kids love committing and being locked in and being done before their senior season starts. Like, before – and that's why you see so many commits in July. You see so many commits in August because they want to be done and not thinking about it, not having to think about – oh, man, am I being recruited? They just want to focus on winning that state championship or getting that done. So I'd say move the early day to, to August and then have February signing day. I don't know if December makes a lot of sense. Um, so, anyway, I, you know, but the NCAA doesn't do anything that makes sense, so they probably won't do that. Yeah, that's been a proposal. Now, the only problem with August is it's complicated because you're in camp and all that trying to get ready, but, I mean, Maybe, but I, I even brought up yesterday, why not try it in July? But then the excuse is going to be, well, that's the time we're trying to get vacations in. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think, you know, I think being in camp in August and then having a, a two- or three-day period that it happens is no different than, you know, the craziness that's going on in December with the transfer portal and bowl season and try exit interviews and guys going to the draft. So, I mean, it's going to be busy anytime you do it. So, I actually think that 
you know, moving it off of December would would be a little bit of a relief with how crazy December is. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, I don't know that there's a great solution to it, but I, February stuff might be a thing of the past. TJ Pittenger joins us. Anything that Florida State came up short on in the portal or recruiting, meaning a position group? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think the, the the position group that fans would maybe like to see a, another take or two would, would maybe be safety or linebacker. I think linebacker is a position that Florida State feels really, really comfortable with, but it's just not a super deep position. I, you know, I think the defensive line is super deep. I think secondary is actually really, really deep, but if you could get, like, another star or another impact player there, you would certainly take it. I don't know that they felt that guy was out there, and that's why they didn't really go after anybody super hard. But if there was like a Fentrell Cypress out there at safety, that that's probably the kind of guy they'd want to be able to take there. They've got plenty of numbers back there, but I don't think that they feel like that is uh, – I feel like if they thought they could get like an impact guy, like a true number one, they'd go after that at safety. And then I think if they could find a rotational guy at linebacker, I certainly think that they would go after him. I think that – um, they like their first, I'll say, four linebackers a ton. And then you got a lot of youth in there with a couple of highly recruited guys that came in on this class, some young guys from last year that you hope step up. But if you could get another, you know, number three, number four linebacker somewhere in there just to help out with depth, uh, I, I think you'd be pretty happy. But, I mean, yeah, outside of that, and, and you're really being nitpicky asking that, for right? Like, you know, could we get some depth at linebacker? Could we get maybe an impact guy at safety? Outside of that, I think they're thrilled with exact how the entire roster looks right now. Allen in Tampa asks, heard anything on Mickey Andrews? Allen probably wasn't able to hear us early on, but TJ, you just are hearing the same things that perhaps he's not doing well right now in the hospital. Yeah, again, I haven't confirmed that, just kind of seen that floating around, but hoping it's not accurate. But, yeah, just don't don't have anything yet that's confirmed or anything – like that. TJ, tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, if you go to YouTube or any social media and you just type in Double Fries No Slaw or search my name, TJ Pittenger, um, you can find it all there. Uh, we try and bring some content every day, so check us out. Good stuff, man. See you next week. Thanks, buddy. There he is, TJ. Coming up, yes, 